Hey guys, this is Courtney from Lil's Bloom and today we're going to talk about the 2023 forecast for all of the signs. So before we dive in, I highly recommend watching for both your rising and sun sign. Sometimes people ask, you know, why your rising sign? Um, and this is because it will determine the house placements. However, over the years, I've also been watching for my sun sign and this has always been really relevant as well. So I highly recommend that. The other thing I will add is that this is not going to go over all of the details of 2023. That's going to be super overwhelming, take way too long. So today we're really just going to cover these larger kind of cycles and transits happening that will affect you on a soul level that will kind of direct where your life is going, but maybe not each and every specific event. That's more so what I'll be doing in the moon forecasts. If you guys are interested in learning about what all of the transits are, all of the transits that I would look at that are important for 2023, I created a whole Notion template that you can purchase down below and I've listed next to each and every transit kind of the energy of what you can expect. So if you want to, for example, choose a really good time to go on a date or to launch something for your business and you can't really afford to have a full-on reading with me um, and you don't really know what the energies are going to be like coming up for your for your planning for your months ahead, then I highly recommend checking that out. It took me a super long time to create. I went through hand by hand, day by day on the calendar and also on my astrology app looking at the chart to see what the energy was that day the major transits and what we might feel so i highly recommend taking advantage of that i'm going to have it at a really really reasonable price just so that everyone can get their hands on it and know what to expect and i also included charts for every new and full moon so you can see all of the aspects themselves and then you can also kind of follow along with me when i do my weekly forecast with the new and full moons you'll be able to pull up the chart beforehand maybe make some predictions if you're learn learning astrology and of course if you want to learn astrology with me I also have a course astrology 101 that I've been adding lots of content to and it's just a very powerful way to learn about yourself your purpose and what's coming up for you in the year so if you're interested in that and you like the way that I teach astrology or talk about astrology definitely check that out down below. Um, soon I'm going to be launching a kind of workshop webinar style video with you guys where we're going to cover some really important topics that will link back to the astrology course. And that one will be totally free and very, very helpful. So stay tuned for that. Now let's go ahead and jump into all of the rising signs. All right, up next we have my Scorpios. So this is a big year for everyone and especially for you guys as well. You guys have already been kind of going through a lot with the South Node moving through your sign. So I'm excited to kind of hash out what 2023 is going to look like for you guys. So first of all, Pluto, which is your modern planetary ruler, is shifting signs into Aquarius for a few months. And this is a really big deal because Pluto spends such a long time in each sign, like such a long time. So we're not even going to have it move through all the signs in our lifetime. That's just not how quickly it moves. And so it's been in the sign of Capricorn since 2008, which has been in your third house. So you guys have had this really long, drawn out experience over these last 15 years in regards to the way that you think, in regards to the way that you communicate, your relationship with your community, your siblings, and even your travel as well. So all of those areas of your life have been undergoing this very, very, very slow 
deep dive and empowerment. Now it's moving into your fourth house. And Pluto in Aquarius in your fourth house, which is only going to be this year from March 23rd to June 11th. And then it will dip back into your third. And then January of 2024, for the next 20 years, it will remain in your fourth house. This is a period of a larger transformation because this is a angular house. This is going to impact your family, your sense of roots, belonging, your emotional stability, um, kind of what you may have taken for granted in terms of how you emotionally react to things and the way that you see things about life through that lens. You might just feel like, well, that's the way it's always been done. And you might start to really question those things and transform it. But again, it's a very long process. We have 20 years of this. So don't worry, you have plenty of time to see these slow, gradual changes. And sometimes you don't even really notice them until you look back at, you know, where you first started out. You also have Saturn moving into Pisces on March 7th, which is in your fifth house. So Saturn moving into the fifth house asks us to get, asks us to get really serious about how we define and cultivate our unique essence out in the world. What is that thing that we were meant to create? And getting really serious about what that is. And so sometimes we might find certain blockages or limitations or have to actually put a lot more energy and discipline to discover what that unique voice is, to discover what that unique essence is. And Saturn moving through this house um, gives you basically a two and a half year experience of honing in on these unique traits and qualities. And for many of you, it could change your relationship with the short-term pleasures of life. So many of you will maybe kind of put those on the back burner to go after long-term goals. It could transform the way that you interact with your children and and basically challenge you to parent in a new way or maybe give you more responsibility in the area with children. If you have certain hobbies or particular goals and interests that are passion projects or talents and skills, it's going to ask you to really level up and put in discipline into cultivating these talents and skills. And this can also go for dating as well. So the things that feel fun and lighthearted and easy can start to take on a more serious tone and they just basically require more energy and effort from us. That's happening on March 7th. On um, Currently, we have Jupiter in Aries at the start of the year in your sixth house. This is really, really great for health, for establishing good mental health, especially a good routine, feeling like you have maybe more work opportunities. Um, this can also be good if you do work with somebody to have good interpersonal relationships within the workplace. And there are often ways in which we can find like mentors or teachers that can help us within our workplace as well. So um, Jupiter in the sixth house is somewhat positive. Um, it's not like the most positive out of all of the houses it transits, but it can be positive and in terms of helping you grow to become more balanced as an individual. So what do I need to feel like I'm taking care of all these different areas of my life, my mental health, my physical health, my work, like how can I really make sure that I am my own priority? That is Jupiter in the sixth house. Then on May 16th, it finally moves into your seventh house into the sign of Taurus. So this is when relationships will become a huge priority for you guys. So this relationship area is basically saying that, um, is basically showing you where you have the potential to expand through your connections. So maybe there are going to be a growth spurt of how many people that you meet. Maybe you'll have a lot more friends, a greater sense of connection with other people. You'll have the potential to grow within the current dynamics. So if you found that you keep attracting these 
um, certain type of individuals or getting stuck in these really bad relationship patternings, have trouble communicating about your needs. All of those things can grow exponentially and become a lot more healed, a lot more optimistic. And we can start to feel like, hey, I, I feel really good. I feel really connected. And as a Scorpio rising or a Scorpio sun, that's not normally the very intrinsic experience of you as individuals. There's a little bit more guardedness and you know, not being so sure about how safe you can be with other people, how vulnerable you can be with other people. And so Jupiter moving through your seventh can be a really heartwarming and opening experience where you have the potential to grow vastly in the area of partnerships, friends, community, and just any specific chosen loved ones. You guys all already have had the North Node in the seventh house so far, and it will remain there until July 12th. So you've already been doing this work on relationships and the North Node has a different quality than Jupiter. Jupiter tends to inspire us. It tends to make us feel optimistic and excited and feel like we're growing. The North Node makes us feel like we're growing, but it tends to push us outside of our comfort zone. And it can put in faded events happening in our lives for us to realize, you know, where have we gone astray? Where are things not aligned so that we can tighten up the ship? And so that's really what you guys have been experiencing so far. Um, and will continue to experience until July. And when Jupiter moves in there on May 16th, I think it will help you kind of garner the wisdom of all those growth experiences that you've already been through. The South Node has been moving through your sign, which is a profound time of releasing a lot of control. And I say that because Scorpios, that is part of your dynamic, is there's always like power and control at the essence of many things that you're doing in your life. And with the South Node moving through your sign, it's where do I need to let go my attachment to things, my control over things, my vision of things, and how can I adapt? How can I be open to new ways of perceiving things? How can I basically release my innate qualities to just kind of hold on um, and move into my higher octave of innate qualities, which is to transform. Because Scorpio is a fixed sign, so it doesn't want to just change and let things go. It's not adaptable like a mercurial sign. But it's also very willing at the same time to transform as well. So you can kind of get a Scorpio stuck in either phase. Um, and so I feel like the south node being in your sign is transcending the things that have been stuck into the next phase. Um, so. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm seeing. Lots of shedding of yourself, of expectations of things that the way, of ways that they were always done and allowing yourself to dream of things differently and move through the world maybe a little bit more lightly. Um, and then the nodes are gonna shift signs in July. And this is going to make it so that the North Node is in Aries in your sixth house and the South Node is in Libra in your 12th house. So the North Node in the sixth house can be, again, really good for establishing healthy routines and balance. Um, it can really help you see also where there have been imbalances in power in your life. So maybe where you, you have a bad boss or some people have taken advantage of you. And because this is in the sign of Aries, it's you becoming more independent in your life and standing up for yourself and saying, no, I won't take that um, and that sort of thing. But often there are imbalances that really point that out. So you're going to see the contrast likely. Um, the sixth house is also about our work. So it's 
oftentimes taking more initiative and being a little bit more bold in our work, even if it's for other people. Um, I kind of see this as like the freelancer where you're working for somebody, but also kind of not really. Um, it's like you're not full on having your own business. I mean, you are as a freelancer, but it's not the same as like you. I don't know. I guess it is the same. Regardless, the freelancer just seems like a less intense version of being a super like big entrepreneur, right? Um, but that's the kind of vibe I get with like Aries in the sixth house. So more independence, more leadership within your existing career, within an existing structure or job or something of that nature. And with the South Node in your 12th house, this can be a lot of surrendering, needing to trust the process of how things unfold, needing to realize that, again, we don't have control. So it's a very kind of similar theme coming up here. Um, but it's a little bit different in the fact that it's connecting us more to our spirit, our soul, time alone, um, having us maybe revisit old relationships or let go of pain that we've established in old relationships, things that we've held on to emotionally for too long. I think many of you guys will start to see those things and maybe some old relationships will fall away that don't necessarily benefit you or would kind of move forward with you as you evolve as a person. So there's usually some periods of of loss and letting go these two years, essentially, because you've had the South Node in your sign and now in the 12th. So lots of kind of releasing. Um, all right. Now we're going to talk about Mars. So Mars has been in the sign of Gemini for a while, and it will continue to be there until March of 2023, which is in your eighth house. So you guys have been doing a lot of introspection and maybe a lot of questioning around what is my own personal power? What are my insecurities? How do I feel about sharing my finances with somebody or being reliant on somebody? Mars is also a lot about action in particular, like where we're taking initiative. So many of you guys might be kind of focused on how can I get more money or how can I um, process things and process my shadows, like take action to eliminate those shadows. Um, how can I partner up with people, that sort of thing to attain a greater sense of stability and security. And when Mars went retrograde in 2022, it was about it was a time in which we analyzed how we were going about those things. Were we doing it well? Like, you know, was marrying that person a good idea or was it not? Or was going into business with that person a good idea or not? Like, how are we teaming up with people to create more security and what went wrong in that process or what went right? And then when Mars goes direct again, um, it in 2023, it gives us kind of the go ahead to keep moving forward with more conviction and more clarity in this area of our life, which again can result in greater sense of confidence, feeling almost like fearless, like I'm willing to take on and tackle these big areas of my life. Um, I'm willing to look at ways in which my fears have stopped me and not let them stop me anymore and creating that sense of security with others and within. We all are going to experience Venus retrograde July 23rd to September 4th in the sign of Leo, which is in your 10th house. So during this process, you guys are going to have some value assessment questions around your career or life goals or your impact. This could also relate to your relationship with, with authority figures like a mother or a government entity or um, a boss, things of that nature. 
regardless, one of those facets of life will have you questioning your values and your relationship with it. So if maybe you'll question your relationship with your boss and things, you'll start to notice where things are breaking down in your communication. Or maybe you'll start to question your career and be like, I don't know if I'm headed in completely the right direction. I feel like there's some pivots I need to make. And during this retrograde, we have this deeper dive check-in where we're feeling some sense of dissatisfaction and discomfort. And we have to realign as we, and move forward in a more positive and harmonious way with that area of our life. So just kind of keep that in mind. That's July 23rd to September 4th. And in terms of taking action and everything moving forward kind of a little bit more seamlessly, we have all planets moving direct from January 22nd to April 21st. So all the planets are going to be moving forward. That means there, there's momentum. This is saying yes to new things. This is not having the energy of the universe working against us necessarily. We'll still have difficult transits because that's life. But this is more, again, momentum and faster energy if you want to say yes and move forward. Okay, I'm going to say the last four are eclipses and then I'm going to go over the cards. So April 20th, we have a solar eclipse in your sixth house in the sign of Aries. So this could be a time in which you guys have new beginnings in the area of work, in your health, in your routine. And again, I feel like it's something that's going to help you achieve a greater sense of independence because Aries is all about that. And with Jupiter and Aries as well, I feel like we're really focusing on what makes me happy and what makes me feel balanced. And sometimes that's taking back a little bit more power or having a little bit more say over how my routine or my day goes. May 5th, we have a lunar eclipse in Scorpio in your first house. Again, a big shedding process of yourself. So what perspective is not helping me in my life? What am I doing wrong? What would be... Um, a little bit of a shift that will help me get the things that I'm really, really looking for. What have I been attached to that's holding me back and keeping the vision actually smaller than it needs to be? Things of that nature. A lunar eclipse in the first house is a massive self-realization and can be a big emotional purge. So this level of clarity and clearing out things will help you gain the things that you're looking for and a lot more stability long term. October 14th, we have a solar eclipse in Libra in your 12th. This could have a similar energy and maybe some loosening of relationships or shedding of those individuals. And October 28th, lunar eclipse in Taurus in the 7th. Um, actually, though, because it's a solar eclipse, no, I'll stand by that. Yeah. I think also with the October 14th eclipse in Libra, there may also be qualities of learning that the universe will kind of put people on your path in unexpected ways. So I feel like if there are people that you kind of lose during that time, I do think that you're going to gain people back or go through some really deep healing um, around that. And the and Jupiter will also be moving through the seventh house anyway. So I do feel like there is there is a building up of a relationship foundation, even though some may be kind of falling down at the same time. Okay, and then the 28th lunar eclipse, October 28th lunar eclipse in Taurus in the seventh house um, is again, a lot, a lot of like questioning around your relationships. So I'm gonna get more into that when they actually take place, but you guys have a heavy, heavy focus on that. What is relationship stability? What is trust? What is security? And I think that is going to be a deep dive. And I see that here in your cards as well. 
We have the seven of wands and the knight of cups. This is feeling like, you know, I don't belong here. I'm getting attacked. I feel like I have adversaries. And this might not be like a literal experience, but for some of you, you might feel somehow like you're not supported in some ways or um, like you're having to kind of fight for what you want or what you need. And with this Knight of Cups, this could be in your relationships, like in your romantic partnerships. But I feel like this is mostly indicating that if you've had some falling out with people with the Knight of Cups, it's time to do an emotional deep dive what and reflect on, a, on basically what brought this about. Um, how is this affecting your relationships overall? And so I feel like you guys are doing just a lot of relationship analysis this year, among other things. So... I see two other things this year. Um, I, the, with the Four of Pentacles and the Justice card, I feel like you guys are coming into a state of having balance. I think you, maybe, maybe many of you have created a secure way of making money and saving money. And maybe you've been putting more income aside or you get like you bought a house or so, there's something in your life that's giving you more security and it's creating this feeling of balance um, where you don't have to like maybe work super, super hard or stress a lot about money. I feel like there is something coming in to create a sense of equilibrium of like, okay, this is how things are going to go. I'm planning for the future. I'm creating security for myself. And especially with Jupiter moving to the sixth house, it's a lot about, yes, working hard and growing, but I feel like getting maybe more bang for your buck, getting more money than you usually do. And because of that, you can set some aside and, and then it helps you maybe work a little bit less. Like you don't have to just stress out the entire time. And I feel like you guys are really healing any lack mindset with these with five of pentacles and temperance um maybe you've experienced quite a bit of poverty or feeling like you really wanted to move forward in life but you didn't have the funds or um yeah like basically the money to get what you wanted or to move on to the next phase and this temperance card is saying where you used to see lack now you'll see opportunity and so it won't be so much about not having what you need but how you can make what you need to move on to that next phase. And with the two of wands, I see you moving to those new horizons, making plans, making big moves for what that next phase is for you. Because once this, the South Node leaves your sign, you guys do have a lot of potential um, to kind of set out on a new path in many ways as a new person. Um, I pulled the moth card for how you're starting off this year, which talks about being hasty, impulsive, and wishful so i will say that you guys um this is like the grass is greener looking for like get rich quick schemes um attracted to easy solutions having unfinished projects disappointments and burnout the illusion um that things are just going to be better on the other side wishing things were easier. So many of you guys, I feel like are in one phase and looking to transition to another, but it takes a lot of preparation. And again, I feel like you're going to have to heal the lack mentality to see how to create the things that you need for this next phase. So the moth card to me is indicating that you're wanting things to just be done and be easy and be simple. And they're just not because to move in, into a entirely different phase of your life, it takes an incredible amount of work. And so I think you guys are having to, again, really shed huge parts of yourself 
And with shed and commune next together, I think relationships as well. Like this person isn't really meant to be here and this person is. And I feel like there's going to be kind of like shifting of the little players on your on your board. It's like this person goes out and this person goes in. It's not the sense that you're alone. It's that new people are going to come in and fill the place of the people that aren't there anymore or that, yeah, just aren't there anymore. Like, let's say you had a job and then you lost that job or you quit that job. It's like, well, you don't really have your coworkers anymore. You used to see them every day. So who are the new people in your life? Who's this new shift in your social situation? Um, and that's just one example. And in terms of ending the year, I have the hawk and the bat. So you guys are able to start seeing in the dark with this bat card. You're able to start finding the good within the challenge or finding how to move forward without total clarity. And the hawk to me is saying that you actually start to see a lot. Like you're starting to see the path ahead even when it's dark out with this black... Um, with this night bat in the night. It's like, okay, I I don't have everything right here right now and I don't have all the solutions, but somehow I can still see how it's going to happen. Somehow I still know what I have to do next. And it can be largely intuitive as well. You are a very intuitive sign, so that would make a lot of sense. But I feel like you guys are going to start moving through life with a lot more ease and trusting yourself and your intuition. And that gets a lot easier once you are like shaken up a bit, which South Node in your sign does, and less like rigid and less attached. And it allows you to kind of move and flow and adapt based off of your intuition. And I feel like you will have mastered that by the end of this year and have so much more clarity about how to move forward. And I feel like no longer desire for things to be easy, but have a very strategic plan of how to get where you want to go, save for the mon save money or save for the things that you really want um, and transition from one state of being, one state of life into another. So that is what I'm seeing for you, Scorpio. I hope that resonates. Please let me know if you enjoyed this by commenting and liking. And if you guys want the full transits for next year, for 2023, I have a Notion template where I have... I went through every single day, listed out all the important transits and the energy next to it. So is this a breakthrough day, a happy day, a sexy day, a sad day? That will all be listed out. So you can check that out down below. And if you want a reading from me or to learn astrology from me, um, I'm relaunching my course in a new way. I'm adding some content and it's going to be very, very helpful with my guides and just kind of the walkthrough that I do. And I highly recommend checking out if you've been wanting to learn how to read your chart. It's it's definitely like all of my years and years worth of experience put into one little place. And it's not even all the information because that would overwhelm you, but it is the most important information, the stuff that I wish I could learn, could have learned all at once in one place. So definitely check that out or get a reading from me for the new year. And I hope you have a good one. Bye.